Hi, hi, welcome back to part four of the series Healing Anxious Attachment Style. In this one, we're going to talk about what needs and boundaries and desires really have to do with it. And before I came in to record this episode, I was scrolling on Instagram as one does, and I saw this meme that said, What if instead of having a nervous system, you had a calm system? But um, <laughs> So there's your uh, nervous system regulation dad joke for the episode. But to the point of what we're here to talk about is boundaries, needs, and desires. And the thing with attachment and attachment trauma is that often in those early experiences where our attachment tendencies and our attachment adaptations start to form, it is a result of our boundaries being crossed by force or in a way where we really couldn't do anything about it or our needs not being met, right? So since it has a lot to do with boundaries and needs, of course, it's something we need to look really closely at in our adult life and just see how from the conditioning we had around what our boundaries and needs should be or what's acceptable to the specific caretakers and people in society we grew up around and being able to compare that to what we actually need to thrive and feel supported and cared for. So if we have a lack of boundaries, it's really going to create a lot of energy draining situations, burnout, resentment, confusion, miscommunication, and codependency. But having healthy boundaries really supports being able to be really clear, staying in integrity with ourselves, developing deep self-trust, a lot of self-respect, general peace of mind, really easy decision-making, and being able to ask for help while also feeling neutral about rejection, which I know can always be a pretty sensitive one if we have the anxious attachment tendencies. When we have healthy boundaries, we tend to feel safe sharing our thoughts and feelings, but also not needing to overshare or getting really lost in those emotions or getting really attached to the emotions like despair and sadness because we're just able to communicate it and be a little more detached from what the response might be from the other person. So in in an effort to move more towards that, we have to start to explore what our own limitations actually are. And when we can come to that, it actually creates a lot of freedom for ourselves because when we know our own boundaries, then like I just mentioned, decision-making becomes easier. We just know what we're available for because we're really in tune with how is this decision going to feel for me after? Am I going to feel loved, supported, taken care of, or am I going to feel run down, resentful, and burnt out? And for some of the clients that I've worked with, I really hear this this uh, fear or hesitation of, well, what if I don't know if this is a boundary I should have? Maybe I'm just being too needy, or maybe I'm just being dramatic, or maybe I should, maybe if I just, you know, took better care of myself, then I wouldn't have this boundary. But boundaries are in response to what is real and what is reality right now. And so if the reality right now is that you didn't sleep enough this week, then maybe your boundary, your time boundary around socializing this weekend has to be a little bit stronger. So instead of saying yes, you're saying no because of the current reality. It doesn't mean that you never go out on the weekend. It's in response to your current capacity. And one thing I will invite you to reflect on right now is what fear currently holds you back from setting a boundary? Usually there is this immediate thought of I'm going to hurt someone or I'm going to get pushed back. I'm going to get told I'm wrong. And normally what that fear, what is rooted deeper in that is a fear of abandonment or a fear of judgment or a fear of rejection. So what we are doing on this path is balancing that fear with the trust and the desires that we have to feel a certain way and to have experiences that we know are actually nourishing to us. 
often in this space, we talk about these two different qualities of boundaries. Unhealthy boundaries can be leaky and they can be rigid. And it's basically exactly what it sounds like. So a leaky boundary is that people pleasing or dumping emotionally on others or allowing people to emotionally dump on us. We may really have this need for others to validate us, getting a little over involved with other people's problems, letting that keep us up at night or letting others talk down to us or abuse us and a deep fear of rejection that tends to be this very leaky, porous boundary because it's not contained, right? It's really allowing our energy to be drained, to be impeded on, to be taken. And on the other side, rigid boundaries give that sense of like hyper-independence, when we have rigid boundaries, we could have a really hard yes and a hard no. And sometimes that is tricky because it looks like a healthy boundary, but internally it can feel very lonely. Um, when we have rigid boundaries, there's less of a ability or desire to ask for help or receive help. It's definitely more avoidant and sometimes comes with that pushing away to avoid rejection. So just as you hear me say this list, maybe tuning into where you feel like you fall in your boundaries right now. Does it feel more leaky? Does it feel more rigid? And then from here, we're aiming the arrow towards a more healthy, secure boundary. And when we're secure in our boundaries, we get to be independent, but also interdependent so we can relate to someone else without totally becoming codependent on them. We value our own opinion and we don't second guess it just because someone else has another opinion or change our mind because of someone we've pedestaled. A healthy person, a healthy, pardon me, someone with healthy boundaries is not compromising their values for other people. We know what we want and what we need, how to ask for it. We can also honor our yes and honor our no and honor that in other people and have this healthy awareness of our personal energy and the energy of other people. So instead of becoming enmeshed energetically with the experience someone else is having, we're able to keep our energy a little bit more separate from that and keep it a little bit more clean so that it doesn't yeah, turn into enmeshment, like I said, or codependence. Ultimately, the more connected you are to your true authentic boundaries, the easier it is to communicate them. And in the program I run called Secure Love, we go very, very deep into communicating boundaries and how to make it not feel defensive or not feel anger-fueled or not feel panic-fueled or fear-fueled because we're able to hold the trust of it being a yes for us in our body. And we do that through other somatic practices like I've been talking about before. For this episode, we're going to shift into needs because that's the other huge part of the conversation. And I think that needs is... They're both super relevant, but needs are more, I think, alive generally in the relationship dynamic and, and what we speak to. So, so a need is something that is required in order for us to not just survive, but also thrive and be fulfilled. Most of us are privileged enough in this lifetime to be able to seek actual thriving and contentment and fulfillment. And sometimes we've still been given this narrative that all I should need to be happy is food, water, and shelter. And yes, there are people thriving and happy with food, water, and shelter, but it doesn't mean it's all you should need in order to feel good, okay? So what I really want to expand our perception of is that it's okay to have what might feel like a really long needs list. It doesn't mean that if you don't get it all the time, you throw a hissy fit or go into a depression. It just means being as connected as you can be to what makes you feel really good and thrive in yourself in partnership. And the thing is, we actually have a lot of we have needs, which we are always trying to get met, right? Even if we don't realize it, because if we aren't getting the needs met directly through creating it in our own life, 
through asking for it, through connecting it with people that naturally give it to us, then we will do something to get them met indirectly. And these this ends up manifesting in some pretty shadowy tendencies of attachment adaptation. So in the anxious attachment style, for example, in order to get what we want or need, which is connection and validation, we might end up kind of covertly manipulating people or trying to in order to make them like us, right? So by shape-shifting or chameleoning and being who you think the other person needs you to be, it's actually the subtle form of manipulation in order to try and get what you want when we don't feel secure enough to claim I want to be chosen by a partner. I want to be consistently communicated with. I want to feel loved and supported and taken care of. And I'm going to take responsibility to receive that. If we aren't consciously connecting to, asking for and allowing that, then we will unconsciously try and get it, right? By, for example, for me, I would think, oh, if this person just spends enough time with me, then they will see that this relationship is good. And so I would walk on eggshells and I would tolerate breadcrumbs and I would try and dance this dance with them in order for them to feel safe enough to spend time with me, which I knew they wanted to do anyway, even though they were being avoidant and blah, 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 blah. Like it was so deeply manipulative. And even if it worked, it only worked for a short time anyway. So when we can be connected to what we actually want and get it in a conscious way, it works much better and it feels much better as well. The move here, the invitation here is to become clear on what your needs might be, personal needs and relational needs. And we also have like potentially work needs or entrepreneur needs, depending on what you're doing with with your life. But right now, the journaling exercise that you can do is to write down what you need to thrive and feel fulfilled and whatever is much above, sorry, above and beyond the bare minimum. So for example, Maybe you really like self-growth, like listening to personal development, stuff like this. Maybe something you need is unplugged alone time. And even though you might not give it to yourself, you know how good it feels. Maybe you need healthy food, exercise, rest, a very aesthetic home or place you spend time in. Maybe you need to be in alignment with your values. Maybe you need playtime or nature. Maybe you like to learn new things. So cultivation of a skill set, physical touch. These are your personal needs. And I invite you to expand that list even further. Try those on and think, oh, what did she say that that felt good to me, that resonated with me, that that is one of my needs. And then our relational needs could be affection, or maybe you want to be really inspired by your partner. Do you want to experience kindness and warmth or empowerment, emotional support? Do you want to experience healthy challenge in partnership, or does that feel like too much for your system? Can see how there's there's like infinite options of what might feel good. And so it's really about studying you and what you need from a place of your core, you know, like the deeply regulated part of you who is secure and does feel safe. What does she need in order to thrive? Maybe consistency, reciprocity, uh, good conflict resolution, I recognize that I just said like the secure part and I don't mean needing to be healed before needing these needs, you know, maybe some of these needs are actually more primary now in whoever you're dating and it's something you can speak to. Hey, I tend to have these anxious tendencies sometimes and it's really important to me to feel consistency in our communication being able to ask for what it is that you need and then also receive that. Also, shared values might be a need for you in relationship. Maybe it's honesty, maybe it's respect. And 
the more clear we get on these needs, and, and I think one of the reasons why people resist getting clear on their boundaries and needs is because there is this responsibility of choosing them that comes with that. So if I claim these are my boundaries and these are my needs, then I'm also responsible for continuing to claim them and for creating consequences when it doesn't happen, whether that means communicating it, removing myself from the relationship. And so when we stay in this leaky boundary energy that's kind of soupy and like, I'll do whatever you want, I'll be whoever you need me to be, then we get away with not having the responsibility for claiming the need. And that's when it becomes really easy to compensate for someone else and compensate for their behavior and tolerate their behavior or say, oh, you know, I know he's a good man deep down, so it's okay that he's communicating with me this way, right? Because we haven't fully claimed that this is my need, so therefore I will be a little bit more tolerating of less than. That is your deep dive on boundaries and needs and how it is related to Moving towards secure attachment, this is going to be bringing us to the end of the series already. I just wanted to use this as not like a 101 class because I really wanted to go deeper in that, but a, a place to paint the picture of what it really looks like to move towards the path to secure love and secure relating. And last thing I want to say here is just one more invitation to join me insecure love which is a live program it's six a six workshop series so over the course of six weeks i host six 90 minute workshops and that's where we can go deeper into these topics and also explore other topics that we didn't have time for in this including masculine and feminine energy which is something that i really like to explore the masculine and feminine energy within each of us and how it has everything to do with being secure, the way we relate to those energies and the different polarities that we hold inside our own body. In that course, we also spend a lot more time cultivating safety in the body because if what we're really trying to do is move into secure attraction and magnetism and self-trust, then we have to be secure and held within our own body, right? Of course, we would go deeper into communicating boundaries, communicating needs, what it actually sounds like working with our inner child and also spending time unwinding and untangling what can feel like so many threads and patterns that feel like so locked in or so tight that drive us into these same patterns over and over and over that actually also cause a little pain. This is the space to be able to slow down and unwind and just really come back to yourself. You know, the truth of what you want, the truth of what feels good and, and allow you to find yourself in new spaces and new dynamics where you can offer your heart and be met with support and security and commitment in the way that you want it and really be seen for all the love you have to offer and in the final phase of that course we get to go into the really fun stuff of defining your love story and getting clear on what it looks like to be in your dream relationship and doing some manifestation work around that I don't use the word manifestation that often but that truly is what it is you know it's our intention of creating and calling in exactly what it is that we want so again this program secure love is for healing attachment style and calling in commitment and the waitlist is live right now most likely unless we're in enrollment which depending on the day that you're listening to this that could already be happening but what we'll be doing there is embodiment techniques nervous system regulation training and you'll also be receiving love support sisterhood and witness in your healing journey and i would just love nothing more than to connect with you inside there so that link will be available to you and 
If not, then I hope to see you on TikTok or in my inbox sometime soon. It's been a pleasure and I'm hoping to receive your feedback. Sending you love. Bye-bye.